0: On yesterday's episode of The Breakdown, I played part one of a two-part series on how and why, 10 reasons, how and why we should defund the police. The series was originally recorded right around the time of the murder of George Floyd, but it is as relevant today as it's ever been. Not just in light of the comments from President Barack Obama kind of blasting the phrase and really misunderstanding the phrase, defund the police. But we are in a time where budgets are going to be cut all over the country. And this is my argument for smart, important, even effective ways to reduce police budgets all over the country. This is part two of that series, again, previously recorded earlier this summer. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. The Breakdown. The Breakdown. If you haven't yet listened to yesterday's episode of The Breakdown, this is really a two part series. And so I would encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's episode where I break down the pushback that the movement to defund police is getting from some people. It's really rooted in misunderstanding and introduce the work of the scholar Alex Vitale and his book, The End of Policing. A brilliant must-have book, one of the most important books for this moment. And then I share, uh, Alex broke down 10 ways that we could defund police but increase public safety. And yesterday I shared the first five. And today I want to get to the final five. Um, Step number six is that we need to fund School wellness centers. Now, unsurprisingly, putting more people and more police, rather, in schools has only fueled the school-to-prison pipeline. And what else did we really think they were going to do if they weren't going to beat and arrest kids? Police are doing in America schools exactly what we thought they'd do. Police officers don't have specialized training in adolescent or childhood development They're not mental health experts. They're not social workers or psychologists. They're not school counselors or educators. They are literally law enforcement officers, normally whose primary training is in how to use a gun. Okay? And you put them in schools, and what they do is they beat and arrest people. It is better, safer, and cheaper if you fund school wellness centers. And cities like Minneapolis have started to experiment with replacing armed police officers with something called student safety coaches who specialize in mental health and restorative justice, in de-escalation and building positive relationships with students. In one school, arrest decreased by 80 percent. Arrest decreased by 80 percent after implementing this program. We need... In in defunding police and removing them out of schools and many school districts around the country, including Seattle and Denver and Minneapolis, have said, you know what, we're moving the police out of our schools. And we need when we remove those police, we need to fund school wellness centers, which takes me to step number seven. We need to dispatch dispute resolution experts to handle neighborhood and domestic conflicts. Listen to this. Domestic and neighborhood disputes are among the single most common cause for law enforcement, accounting for up to 50% of all calls in most areas. Now, the vast majority of those calls are not violent and most end without an arrest. But in some jurisdictions, police, listen to me, Police are required to make an arrest in some of these calls. There's no evidence that these arrests generally reduce domestic violence. And in fact, many domestic violence victims actually don't call law enforcement at all because they are afraid of the legal repercussions. There is a better, smarter response. What we need to do is to dispatch non law enforcement first responders to respond to calls involving disputes and domestic disturbances. Social workers and teams that are experts in working to de-escalate these disputes are less costly and more effective at actually resolving the conflicts. Now, these crisis response teams would be specially trained and credentialed in the neighborhoods that they work in. That's key. This already works in other countries all around the world, This is the primary method of intervention in France, where trained mediators respond to the vast majority of calls involving interpersonal conflicts. In America, though, they send an officer or two officers or four or five or ten officers with guns ready to shoot you or taser you or spray you and arrest you and jail you. Other countries are already doing this better. Which takes me to step number eight. We need to provide support, not police, for people who are experiencing homelessness. This is so simple and so important. Police spend an absurd amount of time and resources dealing with people experiencing homelessness, who as a result often become victims of unnecessary arrest and violence that only further disrupts their lives. By creating specialized, trained homelessness outreach units, we can reduce these harmful and pointless police confrontations and replace them with positive interactions that build community trust and help people find true stability. Now listen, we have just two more points left, but I have a quick word from one of our sponsors. If you've been listening to The Breakdown for a while, you've no doubt heard me talk about my Helix Sleep mattress. It is genuinely the most comfortable mattress I've ever had because it was actually created just for me. Helix Sleep built a sleep quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, and they use the answers to match your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Just go now to helixsleep.com slash breakdown to get started. I love this company, and Helix is offering up to $200 off of all mattress orders just for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash breakdown. That's Helix, spelled H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com Slash breakdown for up to $200 off. Give it a try. So many of our listeners have also bought the mattresses and they always write me to let me know just how much they love them. Check them out and let me know what you think. Okay, everybody, we've shared eight ways that we could defund the police and put better mechanisms and systems and structures in there for public safety. Let me share the final two with you. They're very, very important. Now, I know this is a lot to digest, but I'm asking you to use your imagination. It's done differently all over the world. We can do it differently here, city by city, county by county. Step number nine is to establish integrated crisis centers. Let me explain what that means. By establishing civilian-run crisis drop-off centers, the, the, the breakdown, we would yeah. finally have a well-equipped place to bring people who need assistance or who may be in the midst of a crisis due to mental health or substance abuse, but who may not need a hospital. Now, it certainly doesn't make sense to be bringing these people to jail. What we have right now, when people have a crisis at home, if it's with substance abuse or mental health or, or a whole long laundry list of things, we just take them to jail. And it's like, no, those, those men, women, and children do not need to be incarcerated. A, an integrated crisis center that has mental health experts, substance abuse uh, 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 counselors and more would be a brilliant place and a much safer option for people to go when they're in need. And once again, a broad majority of people actually support funding these types of alternatives. Now, lastly, number 10 is super important. We need to train civilians to respond to minor property offenses in a very different way. George Floyd's murder began with a cell phone call to police over a suspicious $20 bill. This is just one of many property crimes that really shouldn't require armed officers to respond. After someone steals a bike or a cell phone or presents a bill that may or may not be counterfeit, we should not have the expectation that that person gets confronted with armed police and an immediate arrest. So instead of cops with guns, we can literally dispatch unarmed civilians, who are trained in interviewing and de-escalating situations to handle these reports of things like counterfeit bills and, and other low-level property offenses. So with the issue with George Floyd, they just dispatch an unarmed team to take the report and get the details, and that's it. Now listen, I know this is a lot to digest And some of you may may even be tempted to dismiss some of these ideas as unrealistic. And I get it. This is so far from what most of us are really used to. We live in what I call the incarceration nation. And in this country, like it or not, police have sold to us, they've been sold to us that they are the answer to everything. If You have a problem, you either call the cops or you deal with it yourself. And many of us have been so conditioned to see things this way that we haven't really taken a step back and asked ourselves if this really makes sense or if it has to be this way. Well, we can now say without a doubt, it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't have to be this way. It just doesn't. And as long as we are stuck on the way things used to be, we prevent ourselves from using our imagination and making things so much better with bold new ideas. Here's the thing, and I'll conclude with this. Policing in America, as it is, does not keep us safer. And for black and brown communities, it often serves as a primary threat to our lives and it criminalizes our very existence. To fix these massive structural problems, we're going to have to start doing a lot of things very, very differently. And that starts by taking responsibilities and power away from the police and giving them to the people who are better equipped to handle these problems. Listen, I've got to run. I hope all this makes sense. Let's begin to think through these problems together. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break it down. Break